This is your video cast for the week of June 6th. And dare I say, this is a very special video cast Let's as it go. serves as our official preview for the likely only time ever, Derek, double Dirt Late Model Dreams, which are coming up this week, Wednesday through Saturday. And I'm wasting no time giving us a shameless plug off the top of the show. You want to watch both Dirt Late Model Dreams all four nights? There's only one place to do it. DMAC, throw that Where? up there right now. At flowracing.com or Flow Racing's apps or all the other ways that you can watch Flow Racing every lap live. Double the dreams, double your pleasure, Derek. June 9th through the 12th this week, Wednesday through Saturday, you can watch both of them every single lap live all four nights of the Dirt Late Model Dream, Roku, Smart TV, everything at Flow Racing. I am Michael Rigsby inside the Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing studios alongside my co-host, Derek Kessinger. And Suave, I'm just going to say it. Yes, everyone knows that I am an Eldora homer, a, a noted Eldora homer, but I truly do think the fact that Eldora is paying over $125,000 to win twice huh? in a in a four-day stretch is not getting enough love in the dirt late model world because there's so much other racing. Am I nuts? Or, or This is not getting enough attention, in my opinion. I think Sunday, the place will be buzzing, moving up. Everybody will get fired up. We're going to Eldora. And how about this? Fans are back. Yeah. It was just depressing last year. I'm very excited. It's my favorite track in the entire country. I'm getting all giddy. Come on, Rigsby. Dream Week. I, I, I don't know how we're going to be able to handle four days. Like, three days is tiring I, I enough. I know. So. I, I am a little concerned about that. I don't that, know. But we, Sleepy. We will, we will figure it out. I wanted to drive that point home even further. <laughs> a graphic that Todd Turner made for us. Just look at the purse structure for Decent. this weekend, right, Dustin? It's Wednesday. Twin 10,000s to win. Derek, I'm old enough to remember when a 10,000 to win was a big deal. Twin 10,000s on Wednesday, 127,000 to win. And that's actually the 20... Wait, is it the 27th, 28th? What year's dreams are these? Either way, the set, the one that should be coming first is actually second. So yes, reverse order. 127000 to win on Thursday. Friday, they do it again. And then Saturday, $126,000. Derek, that is $253,000 in, in Thursday, Saturday purses alone. A guy could win $273,000 in four days. I just leave this up, Dustin. I want Derek and I to talk over it. I, again, I don't think this is getting enough love. Well, like you said, $10,000 used to be a big deal. Me and Turn were talking yesterday, WVMS 7 at 25K. I feel like the dirt lay model world is just immune to just these big paying races. And I don't know. I think this is just the nature of our sport that maybe in just in general that people are just wanting their news now and you don't get as fired up and tweeting about it as much until the week of I just think that's how the news cycle goes and how our brains have been involved in it but I'm I'm stoked that's all I, I gotta I, say it's gonna be great I'm with you I think once once we turn the corner on Monday and everyone you know you, the pictures start to roll in from Eldora you see fans you camping see fans and all that drivers at Eldora, there, yeah. and just just once that Thursday hits right and, and the, this this ginormous since the Eldora million Derek the richest dirt yeah. late model weekend in the history of our sport uh, I, I'm with you. I think once Monday hits, I think things start jazzing This is career-changing for a guy that could possibly win a prelim and yep. then win the Dream. Or if you win both, yep. you're going to be saying, show me the damn money in victory lane. <laughs> like, it's it's a big deal. And like you said, I think here coming up early in the week, people are starting to get more and more amped about it. You'll see photos. 
But we're back at Eldora. Cannot wait. As is customary during all of our big Eldora pre-race shows, we've got a jam-packed next hour plus. Not only will we have our traditional, Derek, for the 14th year in a row, which is unbelievable. I, I didn't think I might do anything for 14 years in my life. The Media Roundtable, where the best media folks in our industry give their thoughts on the dreams. I have to keep saying that dream. Dreams. And Derek, your arch nemesis, Derek. Your arch enemy. Can't believe we had who, him on. Who also happens to be the greatest race car driver on the planet in any division, in any class, in my opinion, since Tony Stewart. Kyle Larson will join us later as the Rumley Six Ride will be at all four nights for the Dirt Late Model Dream. Can you avoid insulting Kyle Larson later in the show? Well, yes, I can, but this <laughs> is the big leagues. This ain't the peanut leagues. This is the dirt late model dream, super late models. <laughs> ain't no rink-a-dink sprint cars. Uh, ain't the cup cars. So, cannot wait for it. I, obviously, he's going to be a contender, no doubt, because what he did at Alltech was pretty impressive, winning by like 13 seconds in February, big half mile. Uh, I'll have to wait and see. I mean, Larson, be nice and let the dirt late model guys win some money, but rink-a-dink we'll sprint cars. I just yeah. want to make sure I heard that right. Rink-a-dink yeah, sprint cars. for sure. You know, whatever. <laughs> Coke, this ain't the Coke 600, right? This is the dream. This yeah. Is the double dreams. I don't There's wanna... only 43 of those guys. That's true. True, true. There's be more. 50, 60 plus at the dream. I don't want to waste any more time, Derek, on, on Derek's, you know, petty thoughts that he has about Kyle Larson. Let's jump into it. Our annual media roundtable as we kick off our Dirt Late Model Dream coverage. I, I went back and counted, by the way, and while we've been doing this media roundtable for 14 years, Ben Shelton, I think I have this number right, has been batting leadoff for the past, it's either seven or eight seasons. Derek, Benji's durable is what is what we've proved, proved by this. Yeah. Ben, it is Dream Week. Thousands of fans are going to listen to this preview as we head into this the biggest money week in dirt late model racing, like I said, since the Eldora Million. What do the fans need to be paying attention to, Ben? Well, there's a lot, and I've narrowed it down to five or six things here. But first and foremost, for the first time since 2019, we have an Eldora crown jewel where all fans and racers are welcome. Yeah. The place is going to be bonkers. And after being there twice last year with no fans, I just... <laughs> Man, I never want to think about doing that again. So the return of the race fans is huge for me. That's the paramount. That's the story. That is the lead. Um, on the driver's standpoint, you know, you have guys entering the weekend with ma major momentum in their corner. And, of course, you know, Davenport's been shining bright over the past few months. But I'm really watching Show Me 100 winner Hudson O'Neill. You know, let's not forget he won a crown jewel prelim at Eldora before. He gets around the place great. And let's be honest, he's running as good as he's ever run in his career. And I think he's going to be one to watch. You know, then I think about Jimmy Owens. It feels like Jimmy should have been to victory lane like 10 times this year, but somehow, without any luck in his corner, he's only won three races, but his most recent win was on Monday over there at 411 Motor Speedway. And then, you know, I've got my eye on Chris Madden. He's been great so far this year. And Eldor is a place where he's always been pretty damn good, but he's never had much luck there. This might be his best chance to finally seal the deal on a crown jewel win at that place. And, you know, I think... Uh, a lot of people have kind of written off Brandon Shepard and that Rocket One team. They, you know, they obviously haven't had the year you expect so far, but if you know anything about Mark Richards in that camp, you know they have a way of rising to the occasion when the big races uh, roll around. And last but not least, Tim McCready's been really good this year when the track gets slick. 
Eldora has been getting really slick the past several years, so I think T-Mac's going to be a contender for one, maybe two dream wins this week. I told Kevin Kovac last week, other than Jonathan Davenport, I think Kyle Larson is literally the number two favorite. It's JD, it's Kyle. He's the number two favorite. Am I nuts, Ben, or am I right about that? Well, you're absolutely nuts, but not for this reason. Um, although I will say, I think number two is a little strong for Kyle. I'd say maybe more like three to five. Here's my dilemma with Kyle Larson leading into the dreams. It seems like every time I see him race, he gets better as the feature goes on. But on the other hand, I'm not sure he's run more than 50 to 60 laps in a super late model, a feature event-wise. You know, maybe he's run a 100-lapper, but it can't be more than, than one or two. So that begs the question, can he put things together for 100 laps at Eldora? There's no reason to believe he can't, but I, di- I do deem it as an unknown. Either way, he's going to be damn fun to watch this week. Give me some other fun anecdotes or notes to pay attention to as we head into the Double Dreams. Well, you know, along the lines of beating a dead horse, um, let's talk about Billy Moyer. He's raced sparingly the past month since the bad boy down at Batesville. He plans to be in action at, at the, the Double Dreams. I've got a feeling, call it a hunch, I think that 2021, between this event and the world, the last time we're going to see Billy Moyer at Eldora. I just, I really believe things I'm hearing, this is it for him at the end of this year. So, man, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, Modified standout Nick Hoffman made his return to super late model racing during the Johnny Appleseed Classic last weekend at Eldora. Uh, He got a sixth-place finish. He's going to be in action in the Hatcher Motorsports number 6, and he is as really motivated and inspired as I've seen Nick. He's obviously great in the mod. We'll see what he can do in the late model this week. Um, Along those lines, Johnny Appleseed Classic winner Daryl Lanigan, um, he made it known ever since he dropped off the World of Outlaws Tour, he was focused on getting ready for the double dirt late model dreams. Hey, he just won. Could it be that we see Lanigan become maybe a two or even three-time dream winner by the time the weekend's done? Uh, you know, another driver, again, that's really focused on the big shows this year is Brandon Overton. He was originally going to race in West Virginia over the weekend, but then decided to stay home to make sure they have everything ready for Eldora. I think they may test somewhere on Monday before they head into the Big E. He's as focused as I've ever seen him. And again, he's a guy that has flirted with that big win at Eldora. And then, you know, lastly, Logan Roberson, he fell just short of winning the Flow Racing Dream Contest uh, that Ryan Missler emerged victorious in. But he's picked up some help, and he's going to now join Missler. Both those guys will be making their debut at Eldora. I think that's pretty cool, and I can't wait to see what Thug Nasty is going to do on the half-mile high bank for the first time. Ben, we know you like to work out and stuff like that, but we <laughs> added an extra day, more steps here at the Dirt Late Model Dream. What kind of training techniques are you going to be using to get through the weekend? Well, I've been doing uh, two-a-days to get ready for it because between four nights of racing and canvassing the pit area and keeping everybody updated on what's going on, I realistically see those spicy cheese balls. I'm going to eat roughly four (laughs) pounds of those, a couple pizza burgers. Uh, I'm definitely not going to weigh when I get home Sunday from Eldora because I may be going up a pant size by the time it's all said and done. Uh, We can bank on your pant size going up. Who can we bank on winning the dream, Ben? Who's the winner? For the 27th Dirt Late Model Dream on Thursday, I'm going to ride with Brandon Overton. I think the stars are going to align. He's going to get the win. And then on the 26th edition on Saturday, Jimmy Owens is going to pick up another Dirt Late Model Dream championship. Overton and Owens, Benji. I'm marking you down. Big and uh, let's let's measure his waist size before oh, the event, too. Be so nice. Be afterwards. nice. Ben, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. <laughs> See you guys this weekend. He is not only the host of our Dirt Reporters podcast, which is some of the best content 
on the website, by the way. Airs every Wednesday morning. You need to listen to it. But he's on the media roundtable now. Joshua Joyner, same first question for you, Double J. Double J, I'm going to go with. What do you think about that, Derek? Can I call him Double J? JJ, Double J. JJ, Double J. He likes them all. Uh, From your perspective, Joshua, what do fans need to be paying attention to this weekend when it comes to Eldora? Uh, well, I feel like Ben took about just every uh, about every major storyline there in his segment. <laughs> he covered a, a lot of them. He but, sure uh, did. He sure I feel did. Like one he made, <laughs> I feel like one he uh, he might have missed uh, and left hanging out there is Scott Bloomquist. Uh, I'm not saying uh, Bloomquist is going to go out and win uh, either of the dream features. I'm not making that pick, but I think he's uh, he's definitely worth watching uh, to see how he does with this this new approach he's taking. You know, stepping back uh, from the world of outlaws and focusing on on bigger races. Uh, I'm wondering how that's going to help him uh, going into uh, into Eldora. Uh, of course, he was competitive at the show me, uh, especially on uh, prelim night with a pair of top tens and, and a heat race win. I, uh, I kind of gave Derek a hard time there on Saturday when he started talking about picking Scott to win the show me feature. Um, I, I didn't see that happening with the way the track was and, of course, Scott not being in the best of shape. Uh, but this week at Eldora on a much smoother track, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Bloomquist and Victory Lane on one of those, especially on one of those prelim nights. Uh, and, you know, it definitely would get the crowd fired up there. And, and with the the point that Scott's at in his career, you know, you have to wonder how many more times we're going to get to see him at Eldora, much less get to hear that, you know, that crazy loud mix of cheers and boos uh, that comes whenever he wins a race up there. Your brother Joseph, uh, he of Hunt the Front fame, is he's not making his Eldora debut this weekend. I think he's going to try to make it at the World 100 in September. But let's say he was coming this week, Joshua. Try to put into perspective a little bit because I think it, 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 you guys speak, you're sort of the voice of the regional team, really, with what you guys do with Hunt the Front and the way your brother races. What would it be like for a regional guy to kind of go up there and race for this kind of money? I don't think there's going to be more than 60-ish cars there, so it's not like there's 120. What would that mean for a regional team to kind of race for this kind of money uh, in four days? Uh, you know, for, for regional guys, it's kind, of, it's kind of a double-edged sword when you look at talking about this much racing at Eldora, you look at those payouts and, you know, especially with the split fields on prelim nights, which I am a huge, uh, huge fan of, uh, it, it makes it easier to make the show there. And you're thinking, you start to think, man, there's a lot of money to be made if we can just go up there and, and make those features. And of course, on prelim nights, we stand a pretty good chance. And then, you know, maybe things go well and, and we get in the big shows as well. But then you start doing some math and, and you realize that it's going to cost a lot to do all that racing, one, to get up there, to be up there that long. Uh, that long away from home, your crew, everybody, there's probably volunteer help to try to get enough guys there to, to help you get through the uh, the week. And, of course, having enough spare parts and everything to take. You, you realize for that amount of time, money, uh, the wear on your equipment, and just the, the hassle of it, that you could probably race three or four weekends close to home uh, for, for that amount of, um, you know, expenditure of all that. And suddenly it becomes a tougher decision. Uh, I talked to both Zach Dome and Ross Bells this week, um, guys that are probably on the higher end of the regional regional guys and even for them they said they had their concerns about it uh the big thing for both of those guys um and i know this would be a big thing you know when uh my brother joseph gets to go up there for the first time is having enough tires for a trip like that and having to prepare all those tires uh neither of those guys talking about dome and bells run the the dirt car ump tire rule very often uh, so they have no real stock of those tires to uh to kind of that to have that are just sitting there on wheels ready to go, you know, they're going to have to one unmount all the tires that they've been running throughout the year that are still on wheels and then have to mount upwards of close to probably 30 tires between some old ones they've had uh, from years past trips. And then of course the new tires that they buy, that's tires you have to unmount, mount and groove to get ready for the trip. 
I think it tells you a lot of just, just about how much work that is. When you look at a guy like Dome, uh, you know, when I spoke to him, he said he's skipping, uh, not racing this, uh, this coming weekend or, you know, uh, at West Virginia Motor, he's skipping that. Um, a $25,000 pay there close to home for him just because he needs that much extra time to get ready uh, to go to Eldora. Uh, but again, for most of those guys, it's, it's worth it. Um, I know my brother, I've been working on him and, and he really wants to go up there and they were really wanted to go for the double dreams when they saw that announcement, but uh, just not in the cards for him, you know, yet uh, there was a new baby and some other things going on, but I know they're there. Uh, he said he's going, he said he's going to the world. So I'm going to try to do my best to hold him to it and get him up there. He also said that one year he's going to run a whole week of summer nationals and he only made it, you know, two or three days. Getting up here. So I'll believe it when I see well, him. I'm just he, he's not the first one to say that. Yeah, that's true. That, that is, is very true. true. That is true. So I got to ask you who is more likely to win. Cause I feel like we might see this changing of the guards where it's a guy 30 and under winning or, you know, 35, or older here at Eldora. I know Eldora, you have to be racing there a lot, you know, a few times to get the big win, but we saw Hudson O'Neill win the show me. And I think maybe we might see a young guy this weekend. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge my bets and say we could see both. I mean, I think, uh, you, you know, you look at that first, uh, first race and you're going to, I think you're going to see the guys that have a lot of experience at Eldora and uh, have been really good there and know how to get around there probably be pretty good and be, be more of the favorites. Um, and then perhaps with as much racing as they're going to do throughout the week, perhaps you see a, a younger guy or um, someone who's not, doesn't have that experience at Eldora. I get, get it throughout the week and kind of get comfortable and maybe uh, come up there and, and surprise some folks on in Saturday's feature. So I think it's, it's hard to pick either way. I, and I could see it going both ways. All right. I'll let you make the pick then. Are you, are you, are you going to be the guy that's gutsy enough to say a guy's going to sweep the weekend, Joshua? Or are you splitting your dream picks for wins? I'm I'm not I'm gonna split my picks. I don't see uh, anyone sweeping the weekend. Just just too much going on there. But I'm gonna go. I think the first uh, the first feature there. I'm gonna go with Chris Madden. I think he's a guy who's been good uh, at Eldora through the years. Um, he's you know after some ups and downs over the past few years uh, with some team switches and everything. He's on top of his game right now, and you'd think he's going to come up there and be as, as good as ever at Eldora, and perhaps he can get some things to go his way and uh, get his first big win up there. Uh, and, I, and then I look at uh, Saturday's feature, and you know, you <laughs> you uh, you give Kyle Larson very much time in a dirt late model at a track, and he gets really really good there. And I think um, you know Ben brought up some excellent points on Larson. You know, some some concerns uh, in picking him, but you know, after four you know three nights at, at Eldora, going into that fourth night into Saturday's finale, I I could really see him being comfortable in that car. Uh, you know, they're going to have it dialed in and ready to go, and I think he'll be. I think he'll be a contender. I think you perhaps could see him dominate uh, come Saturday. We appreciate it, Josh. We'll see you this weekend, okay? Thank you. Looking forward to it. James Essex and Dustin Jarrett will find themselves partition-free. No dividers, I believe, at Eldora this weekend in the house that Earl built. DJ, I have proclaimed now that Eldora is at full capacity. Now that there aren't one but two Dirt Late Model Dreams, this is about to be one of the more wild weekends in the very storied history of Eldora at the track. It'll be overflowing, uh, not only with people, but with emotion and everything else. A am I right about that, Dustin? Is this going to rank right up there as all-time Eldora weekends? You, you, are, you are always right. <laughs> <laughs> there, Derek. Did you hear that? Always. Oh, it, my gosh. Yes, when it comes to Eldora. But, yeah, you, you are absolutely right. I mean, the, the big thing here, aside from the money, of course, that's on the line, the fans are back. I mean, it's uh, – Having fans there is, is going to be spectacular just to have them back after over a year. But, I mean, number two, I just I really get this feeling that the place is going to be crawling with fans. I, I have this feeling that 
I don't know, on Saturday night that James or I are going to be making that announcement that it's a record oh. number of people at the, at the Dirt Lake Model Dream. I, I really believe that. I mean, look, the last time we ran the Dream, we had the highest number of cars that we'd had in, in like seven or eight years. We had 92 cars. I think folks forget that, and, and a huge crowd as well. So you've got that. You, you've got uh, you know no caps on car counts like we had with the with the Stream Invitational last year and everything. And then, as you've mentioned, I mean, there's there's a quarter of a million dollars on the line over the course of four days. And I think here's one thing that maybe we're not paying enough attention to, and, and that's the fact that instead of two prelim nights and then the Dream like we typically have at Eldora, We've got one prelim and, and then the dream, you know, and, and I think that's going to shake things up a little bit. Guys aren't going to have maybe as much time to get used to stuff. Uh, they're going to run one event and then turn right back around and, and be in dream mode. And we all know what that intensity and emotion is like when that first heat race is lined up about to pull out on the racetrack on, on what is traditionally, you know, Saturday at 7 PM or whatever. Again, this year, there's only going to be one opportunity to get ready for that. And so I think that, I think that to go along the lines of the wild weekend that you're talking about, you know, we could see some guys up in the front of these heat races because they had a good prelim night just the day before. We could see some guys up in the front that we're not typically accustomed to seeing. And that in turn could lead maybe to a few new or unfamiliar names uh, up there in the dream as well. I think it's going to be really, really awesome for those reasons. All right, DJ, no fans were there last year. How jacked up are you and Essex going to be during driver intros? You got the crowds <laughs> cheering, booing for Bloomer, Pierce, etc. I think it's going to be really fun. It's always great to hear you guys do driver intros. Man, we, we are not going to need any uh, any toilet water to aid us <laughs> in, the, in the announcing of, of the dreams this weekend because we are. We're going to be juiced. It's just uh, – I don't know. You know, it's, it's like I said, there, we got a content piece coming out here real soon that James and I did. I don't want to, I don't want to tease folks too much, but we looked back on some of our calls and some of the dreams. And one of the things that we talked about uh, on this piece was the fact that we get juiced up with the fans, you know, I mean, when, when we hear them cheer or boo or whatever else, when someone is introduced or when somebody's light at the scales, that, that kind of, you know, that. That intensifies us also, man. Whenever we hear the fans are, are jacked up, that jacks us up too. And, and uh, it just, you know, we tried our best last year. Um, I don't know how well it came across, but with no fans there, you can only do so much. And so knowing that place, I think, is going to be, again, completely full, just a sea of campers uh, outside of the racetrack there on, on 118. I, I think that uh, I think we're going to be excited extremely juiced up for this weekend dj notes dj news dj dream nuggets what do you got bud <laughs> oh i got a few things here for you um i i like looking back on dream history and, and seeing if there's any trends or anything like that uh, I, and I picked up on a couple things number one uh, only one time in the last eight years has the leader at halfway gone on to win so if uh if you're thinking about, you know, making an early exit to beat the traffic out of there, I would not recommend. I wouldn't recommend that anyway, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it based on that. So the the leader at halfway uh, typically does not go on to win this race. So that's something to to keep in mind. Um, number two, uh, this is your this is your yearly. Uh, how good is Dale McDowell at Eldora report? Because I feel like I feel like I talk about this every year, but it's worth noting. And if if you count the stream also. Dale McDowell's last eight dream slash stream finishes. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Third, third, second, second, sixth, third, fourth, wow. first, and fourth. Wow. Is that is that good? It's not bad. 
he is so he's been in the top four every single time but once and that one time was a six that's that's pretty damn impressive if if you ask me uh and then and then the last little tidbit for you um and, and this is kind of interesting um max blair is finally entering an eldora yeah. crown jewel for the first time and it's it's not that he's entering an eldora crown jewel it's actually going to be the first time he has ever been there in a super late model uh, he ran a he ran a fast track crate race there back in 2012 um, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, I actually started mid-pack and, and was up battling in the top five and, and had trouble with a few laps to go. But uh, he's, of course, got Sean Martin and, and the folks from uh, Viper Motorsports and Viper Risk Management in his corner. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know of any guy that, that is um, maybe as prolific regionally as what Max Blair is and has not entered uh, an Eldora super late model race. So that's going to be something to keep our eyes on here this weekend. DJ, do you have the guts to make it where one guy is going to sweep the weekend or are you splitting your winter picks also? No, no, I'm, I'm splitting my winter picks. Look, my, <laughs> my betting has been just absolutely, I'm on the coldest streak in the history of humans. <laughs> uh, so I am taking the lowest hanging fruit possible. I've got Davenport and Larson oh, winning wow. this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, how do you go against those guys though? JD is just so damn good at Eldora. I mean, he's, he's won the, three of the last five world or world replacement races, you know, and, and Larson has just been Larson this year. I mean, I think those guys are, are just uh, on a roll right now. I think it's going to be really, really hard to go against them. I'm, you know, my colleagues have mentioned some great contenders for sure, but I'm going to pick the low hanging fruit and go with Johnson Davenport and Kyle Larson. All right. Thanks DJ. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. Dirt on dirt.com weekend editor, Robert Holman joins us now to put his perspective on the 26th and 27th, Derek dirt late model dreams. Robert, as we head into this weekend, what interests you? Well, you know, Michael, uh, Joshua has already mentioned one already. Uh, and that's Scott Bloomquist. Um, you know, can Scott use this weekend to get his season turned around? That's definitely one thing I'll have my eye on. Uh, I wish I could pinpoint, the cause of his struggles, I'd really, I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall there in Mooresburg at the <laughs> shop. I mean, you know, you, you look at you look at Dale McDowell, and he's had a, a really, you know, solid season, and, and he's been really solid in those Team Zero cars. So I'm kind of baffled at what you know Scott's struggling with. So I'd really, you know, like to be there to kind of de decipher that. But he's an eight-time Dream winner. Uh, he's won two of the last three. I mean, this is his race, basically. I mean, we've always looked at, like, this is this is his bread and butter right here. So if we're going to see a turnaround with Scott Bloomquist, I suspect uh, it'll be this weekend. And if it, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, I'm not sure what's what's really going on there. And, you know, the, the other thing I, I'll be interested to see is both really who's the most consistent driver of the weekend as well as seeing which driver can make the most improvement from the first program to the second program. You know, of course, there, there are going to be a lot of laps on the track, you know, but I expect that Roger Slack and his crew, they'll be ready for that. They'll have a plan. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Saturday's surface is completely different from Thursday. So that's why I'm curious to see who shows the most consistency through the weekend. As the the weekend editor of our website, Robert, you probably come across more names in, in the driver database. We have a driver database than anybody else on our staff. You, of course, Todd, as well, but you just see so many of the names. This is an interesting way to phrase this question, but give me the names that are going to matter the most this weekend. 
first of all, most people will probably be surprised that there are about 5,000 names in our <laughs> database. You know, that's, that's an enormous database we have, but, but I'm going to throw out O'Neill, Moran, Lanigan, Rice, Davenport, and Shepard. Interesting. Now, with, with, the, with the exception of the last two, you may think actually that we're talking about the 2005 dream because there was Don O'Neill, <laughs> Donnie Moran, Daryl Lanigan, and Jerry Rice were all in that main event. But this year, you know, I, I, it, it's kind of offspring with the exception of Lanigan, of course. But, you know, I kind of look for Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moran, Josh Rice, and then Lanigan, along with Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Shepard to, to make a lot of noise up there this weekend. You know, Hudson, of course, is coming off a, a big win in the Show Me 100. Uh, he And, he you know, don't forget he won Eldora's lid lifter back on May 15th, outrunning Lanigan and Devin Moran. Uh, Josh Rice has also been nothing short of spectacular at Florence this season. And for some reason, it, it historically, the drivers who managed to conquer Florence have typically run well at Eldora. So, you know, uh, you can't really have an Eldora conversation either without mentioning Davenport or Shepard, can you? So I look for those two guys to be to be up front as well. Hey, Robert, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> is that, going is that, great. Is that going your official great. question? No. Is how's I just, it going? You know, I, haven't okay. heard, I haven't seen him in a while, but right. I, I can answer that. It's going well. All right, well. great. Over, under, since we have an extra day. Three and a half of light at the scales throughout the entire week. Oh, that's week. high. That's high. I don't right? know. There's like usually two or three already on three I'll let days. Robert answer, yeah. but I think it's high. Over under three and a half. Really? Three and a half? I'm going to take the over. Oh. I'll say, say we're going to have more than, more, than, more than that that are going to be light uh, over the four, course of the four days. Why? Yeah, I just, I just feel like uh, – uh, people are going to be kind of pushing pushing the limits here, and they're going to be trying to get all they can get. And you know, four days of racing, we could have four light in one night actually at oh, Eldora. My. You never know. Heck, Scott Bloomquist could be light four times this weekend. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. All right, it's a risky pick, but I, I like your reasoning. Before you pick your winner, real quick, some give me some pre-dream scoops. You pick up on anything the last couple of weeks? Just, just quickly, what, what do you got pre-dream scoops? Oh, you know, I don't scoops. I don't know. I don't I haven't been out of the house much uh, lately, <laughs> Michael. But, but you know, I'll, I'll toss out this one thing that I was looking through, and I was kind of going back through my notes for my my race wires and stuff. Uh, no driver, you know, has ever won the Johnny Appleseed Classic, which is that Eldora's dream tune-up race, sort of, and the dream in the same season. Uh, in fact, in 25 years, I think, looking back through those stats, only two drivers, that's Matt Miller and Daryl Lanigan, have won both the Johnny Appleseed and the dream. Miller, of course, you know, he's an Eldora stalwart who's got five victories in the Johnny Appleseed, and he won the dream in 05. Lanigan, uh, of course, you know, has 20. Uh, started uh, starts in out of the 25 dreams he started at 20 times uh, he has a win in 03 and that's one of seven podium finishes that he has in the dream he finishes the runner-up in 98 05 and 09 uh, he finished third there in 94 2011 and 2012 and, oh, and on a side note of course both Miller and Lanigan actually won their Johnny Appleseed uh, race after they had already won a dream, which is kind of kind of weird, I thought. But 
Uh, but uh, for Miller, it was like six years between his dream win and his first Appleseed win. And for Lanigan, it was like 18 years between the two victories, <laughs> wow. which is crazy to think think about how many times that Lanigan you know races up there. But what's interesting to me about all, about all that and about Lanigan is that all of his podiums were in a rocket chassis. So after making uh, the switch to his self-built, you know, Club 29 car, which, of course, is a variation of Ronnie Stuckey's Black Diamond, uh, Lanigan's best dream finish is 10th in 2019. And his average finish in six starts in a Club 29 is 17th. So you're like, okay, well, what does all that mean? Well, this year, after his split with Viper Motorsports, Lanigan is back in a Club 29, one of his older cars that's owned by his longtime friend from Mississippi, uh, Randy Thompson. So is this is this the year that Lanigan finally gets a Club 29 car to victory lane in the dream? Uh, the best finish ever by Club 29 in the dream is fourth by Jimmy Owens in 2014. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember Owens driving a Club 29 car. I know my, my memory must be getting bad or whatever, but I don't even remember Owens in a Club 29. But with all that said, this could be Lanigan's year, providing he races his way into the feature, of course, right? So, you know, what he has to figure out is how to make the Club 29 good on the long run. Obviously, he was fast in winning the, the Johnny Appleseed on May 30th, but that's a, a whole lot short of a race. So I think what perhaps could play in his favor this year is getting two shots at it during the same weekend. If he can get close in that first one and, and make the right adjustment, then I think Daryl Lanigan will have a real shot at, at actually winning the finale. And, and how cool would that be to see Lanigan win the finale in Thompson's older Club 29 car? Robert, who are your winners or winner for the sweep this weekend? Well, I did, you know, not to not to spoil it with the Lanigan talk that I, you know, but uh, so I'm going to leave Lanigan as my dark horse. So, but but since you're forcing me to pick a winner, I'm going to go Hudson O'Neill wins one, and I'm going to agree with uh, with DJ and say that Jonathan Davenport gets a win up there. It's just hard to pick against him. So wait, I, I might have missed that. JD was both, or what was the first? Who was your first pick? Hudson. Oh, I'm gonna go with Hudson. Okay. I'm gonna go with Hudson O'Neill. Hudson O'Neill. He's just ran really, really well. It, it's he's ran, ran. I think that he is uh, has a lot of potential to go up there and win that race in the Roger Sellers uh, uh, machine, and then Davenport gets a win also. Got it, Robert. Thanks, bud. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, buddy. The godfather, the godfather, or the Todd father, if you will, of dirt late model journalism is none other than our very own Todd Turner who has never missed a media roundtable. Derek, he's like the Cal Ripken Jr. of the media roundtable. Todd, if you had to pick out one thing, just one thing that you think sort of matters the most about this dream that's coming up or dreams that are coming up, what is it? I'd say, you know, those guys have mentioned it, the crowd coming back is the big thing. I mean, that's the first thing we'll all, you know, talk about and look at on Wednesday when uh, – when we get there, that's just a huge deal to, you know, it's kind of a homecoming of sorts. You know, here yeah. we have been a couple of years before we've had a big crowd like that. Uh, now, not to mention that some of us more claustrophobic among us might prefer a little more <laughs> space there, but this time 
but this time I think we'll all be excited to look up there and see all those uh, see all those people and to hear people react to things that happen on the track. That that's always a fun thing at Eldora. I have said that I think I've repeated it on this video cast a few times already. Eldora isn't being given enough credit for what's about to happen. Go back. Todd, take yourself back to circa 1989 Todd Turner. I think there was more hair then. Uh, if it's dirt late model racing in 89, if I told you what was about to happen at Eldora, wouldn't the world sort of stop spitting on its axis? If I said, oh, by the way, there's twin 10,000s and 127,000, 126,000. Oh, yeah, all over four days. In 1989, we would have lost our minds, wouldn't we, have Todd? It doesn't seem like that hits as hard anymore as it used to. Uh, d- definitely. I mean, back then, I remember the, the early days before the dream, and there was rumors about even having a dream. And then take yourself to a few years later, there's rumors about the Eldora Million. Even just the talk about that was yeah. exciting. Yeah, e- even back then, you can I can remember if there was two 10,000-to-win races anywhere on the same weekend, it was a big deal. <laughs> so so I think, I think we definitely have to kind of adjust our standards for this. And uh, and clearly, Eldora is setting the standard with this with this type of weekend like this. But but you know, look at everything else this season. There's lots of big money out there, but that doesn't guarantee you a big race or a big car count or big attention because you know drivers have to choose where they're going to go, and uh, there's just a lot more competing for our attention. But this one this one is hard to argue with. I mean, think about it. We're going to be on Thursday night. You know, uh, us in that bubble up at Eldora, we will be uh, watching a race for $127,000 <laughs> on a Thursday night. Everybody else is working or something, you know. So yeah. so it's really, you know, everybody up there is going to be kind of cheating, uh, you know, playing hooky a little bit and having and getting to see uh, the richest race of the season. 2010, Billy Moyer wins his sixth globe, Todd. Then 2002, Berkey, he won that race over Scott. What is your perfect scenario story that you would like to see this weekend? And if it did come true, how easy of a story would it be able to write? Oh, perfect story. Well, man, I, <laughs> having Moyer in the mix would be uh, would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, I also think maybe Kyle Larson doing something remarkable would also be uh, – uh, be a, uh, a dream storyline, so to speak, uh, those two. But, yeah, having, having Moyer on that stage again, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Todd, empty your pre-dream notebook for me, if you can. These other guys have come with some awesome you know, little news and nuggets. What do you got pre-dream notebook before you pick your winner or winners? Well, after what everybody else has talked about, I have to talk about like the best non-qualifiers, I think, <laughs> to, to find something. The scrambles, Todd. The, the B-Main scrambles. Let's talk about those. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention some of the guys that uh, have mentioned these guys. But Lanigan does intrigue me, as Robert was talking about. He's won five, five World 100 or Dream wow. prelim features from 2017 to 2019. So that's a... Uh, that's pretty impressive. However, in the feature, he hasn't been as impressive, you know, just cracking, uh, finishing better than 10th once during that same span in those big races. Hudson O'Neill, of course, comes in as the show me 100 winner, but no driver other than Scott Bloomquist has ever parlayed a show me 100 into a uh, dream victory. He did that four times, by the way. Uh, so Hudson, you know, even though he and uh, Lanigan picked up wins that are outdoor this year, uh, Hudson has some work to do. He didn't make an intercontinental uh, uh, feature at all last season. So uh, we'll see uh, 
see if Hudson can kind of overcome his, his lackluster finishes in the big races there. And then finally, Devin Moran. Of course, the Moran name is synonymous at Eldora with Donnie, but, but not so much with Devin. You know, Devin's still looking to, to kind of break through there. Um, you know, he's had just two top five finishes in all the preliminary features at those big races, which has pretty much spanned his career. Uh, so, and a single top 10 and a crown jewel at Eldora. So, so Devin, you know, he, while, while his name matches Eldora, he, uh, he's going to have to make his performance match Eldora by uh, running uh, closer to the front. One winner or two this weekend at Eldora, Todd? It's not McDowell, is it? <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking if I pick two, two that I'll get him in the wrong order. So I think I'll just pick one guy and hope he wins one of them. So I'm going to go with uh, Tim McCready. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's uh, that when the track gets in its feature condition, you know, McCready, he, he's almost developed that McDowell style race of where he's just coming, 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 and he's there at the end. So I think McCready, uh, I'll take McCready win one or the other. Uh, and give me Longhorn Chassis to be the winner. Both <laughs> I don't. That's is he in the driver database? First name Longhorn, last name Chassis. We'll have to get him <laughs> in there. Uh, I appreciate it, Todd. Thanks as always, man. I'll see you this weekend. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye, uh, Derek. I want to throw to a quick set of commercial breaks, but that is that's thirty plus minutes of just in depth dream talk. You're never going to get anywhere. I else, almost went sleepy there. with all the in depth details. <laughs> you got to stay up. And I mean, those guys were dialed in. <laughs> Daryl Lanigan getting a lot of love there. I know. I like it. It's, it's shocking. Of- kind of shocking. Lanigan's not been great this year, but he's getting a lot of attention. On the other side of this quick commercial break, the greatest race car driver on the planet, Kyle Larson, to preview his dream weekend coming up quickly after this set of commercials. Established in 1983, FK Rod has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodends.com to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rod to beat the best, you've got to use the best. If you want a free lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing and you're looking to buy a new car, truck, or van, then I have the perfect solution for you. Head to Balm Chevy Buick in Central Central Illinois and Clinton, Illinois. 
And if you buy a vehicle there, you get a free lifetime subscription to both Flow and Dirt on Dirt. Now that is a good deal. It's the best deal, actually. The folks at Bomb are incredible to work with. I love them to death. And this is about an $8,000 lifetime value, by the way, Derek. If you're 30 now, which you are, and let's say you're going to buy a truck or van, you're going to $8,000 worth of flow if you live till you're 80. Bomb Chevy Buick in Clinton, Illinois. Check them out. Bomb Chevy Buick, B-A-U-M, Chevy Buick for the best deal in all of motorsports. Derek, we just had Todd Turner on as our final guest on the Media Roundtable, and he was kind enough to provide us with some interesting facts and figures about the dream as well, just like he did the Show Me video cast a couple of weeks ago. Let's take a look at these, DMAC, this little full screen that he put together that I just absolutely uh, love when he has this. I, I Just some, some news notes and nuggets here. In the last 18 Eldora major race prelims, there's only been two repeat winners, Derek. JD and Josh Richards. So only two guys have repeated in the prelims. Home state drought. Only one Ohio driver has cracked the top 10 in the dream, Derek, in the Way last to represent decade. your home state, fellas. I mean, Ooh. yikes. That is a number that I would not have believed unless Todd put it on this screen. Uh, Bloomquist is the only repeat dream chassis winner, Derek, in the last eight years. Team Zero cars. The boss. And how about this? Like Derek, Todd said here, shut out. Among contenders who have never won an Eldora Crown Jewel prelim, Bronson, Fergie, James, the Shark, Mike Marler, Devin Moran, Josh Rice, and Greg Satterley. Those guys are contenders. They've never won a prelim. It's kind of hard to believe. A lot of those guys... Well, I mean, Bronson, what year was that? The dream knocking when he the knocked deck the deck down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then Fergie's had plenty of top fives in the big event. It's just crazy to see that these guys have never won a prelim. And so. uh, Devin Moran, you think, would have had one. Mike Marler, that one shocked me. I thought for sure he had won a prelim at some point. And the leaders, the Dream 100 lappers have had at least three leaders. That's a pretty good little number. Every year since Shane Clanton's flag-to-flag victory, he dominated uh, nine years ago in 2012. Thank you to Todd for that. Uh, just some excellent information on the dream as we head into the biggest dream weekend in the history of the sport. Now, if I had told you that the biggest buzz heading into the dirt late model dream might be for Kyle Larson, Derek, would you have believed me? Yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the NASCAR star revealed last week that he will be running all four nights of the Dirt Late Model Dreams this weekend. And despite Suave's objections, uh, we had to talk about it, right, Derek? Despite you telling me you had enough. I I mean, I know what's good for content. He's good for <laughs> content. So I did kind of at first, but then I slept on it. I was like, we got to have him on. Uh, Kyle's schedule is obviously absolutely crazy. So we recorded an interview with him earlier this morning. Derek and I had to get up early in the morning to yeah, record we're... this interview with Kyle as he's on a plane somewhere. Uh, but it's an awesome 15 minutes with him. Kyle Larson talking Dirt Late Model Dream. Not only will we have two dreams this weekend, which is a first, but for the first time ever, Kyle Larson, who I have argued on this very microphone on many occasions, is the greatest driver of any kind on the planet Earth since Tony Stewart. He will compete in a dirt late model for the first time ever at Eldora this weekend, all four nights in that Kevin Rumley number six. This weekend was already exciting enough. You throw Kyle Larson into the mix for four nights, for the first time in a dirt late model at Eldora. And Derek, we're reaching this different level of Eldora hysteria. Kyle joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to discuss this weekend's four-day dirt late model dream and a few other items as well. Kyle, you and I have talked about this. It's no secret that you have taken to dirt late model racing, but would you say that given the stakes this weekend, given the track, 
given the money, are you as excited about this particular dirt late model opportunity you have as any that you've ever competed in? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. It's, uh, I love Eldora. Um, I love late model racing and, um, I love money. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely exciting to get to go there and, and run all four nights. Um, you know, originally I was just planning on doing the three nights. Um, but then, you know, I realized that the all-star races doesn't start to like 8:30 PM on Sunday. So I was able to ask Cliff Daniels, my cup crew chief, if, if he minded, if I ran Saturday, cause there's a lot of commercial flights to Dallas. So on Sunday, so, um, yeah, cool that I can run all four and we've been running really, really good too, uh, in the late model. So I'm definitely excited. I know this is this is such a simple question, but it's one that I and I think a lot of people want to know the answer to. You've competed in a sprint car at Eldora, I don't even know how many times, right? But just how different is that late model going to be at Eldora than the sprint car? Have you thought about that a lot? I'm sure you have. But how different will the two disciplines be at that particular racetrack? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Honestly, I, I haven't raced at Eldora a ton. I've had a lot of success there. I've probably got a really good win percentage there i i honestly haven't ran a bunch of races there but eldora i feel like is a place that is fair like line line wise is fairly similar in, in all the all the cars that you run there i mean usually the higher you enter the the faster you can be on on exit um up high but the late model to me is a little bit different because the cars make so much mechanical grip that it seems you know there's always a there's always a couple guys that can you know, run the fence and, and make a lot of speed but uh a lot of times it looks like it migrates down to the bottom and or not the bottom but the middle and you can make speed that way uh throughout the later portions of the race so i think it'll be a little bit different um 100 laps too will be will be fun i've just i think you got to be aggressive but but also patient to not you know wipe the right side of your car off. <laughs> One thing that I've loved about you is your embracing of the history of dirt late model racing and, and, and sprint car racing too, for that matter. You know that Knoxville is the undisputed home of sprint car racing. All due respect to central Pennsylvania people listening to this, but Knoxville is the home of sprint car <laughs> racing. And, you know, sprint car racing's roots run deep there. For late model racing and guys like Derek and I, it's Eldora for us, right? Home of the World 100, home of the biggest events in our sport. You're a young guy, but do you appreciate that Eldora is our Knoxville? Eldora and late model racing are, are pretty important bedfellows in the history of our sport. That DNA and the blood of Eldora and late model racing runs so deep. Do you have a sense of that history, Kyle, as you get ready to compete for four days here? Eldora means a little more for us late model guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't, I honestly did not follow late model racing at all um until last year so you know i i had an idea you know with eldora and all that that it was your a big one i didn't know i didn't know if there was others though that were bigger um so you know since i've gotten into it and especially here lately um i've watched a lot of video you know Flo has done a really good job of of posting all these hype videos for eldora and um it helps it helps me kind of appreciate how much bigger of an event um you know the world and and the dream really are 
and yeah it's just it's exciting to get to go there and now be a part of it and be around thousands and thousands of fans there so um but yeah there's still I'm like I said I didn't follow late model racing at all so I'm still learning it and learning which races are, are big I had no clue that Fairbury was as <laughs> big as it was for late model racing like had no idea until you know watching videos last year so I'm still trying to figure it all out and figure out which events are are the real big ones and um but I mean obviously I knew the dream of the world or the crown jewels didn't know the show me 100 was as big as it is like I've, I'm an open wheel guy so I I'm learning now but learning quickly and and I love it a lot because it's something new and I'm and I feel like you know I'm I'm a fan also like I don't think there's probably a lot of drivers that you know grew up late model racing that are watching all these hype videos and stuff and getting as excited as as I am just because they already know how big it is put your analyst hat on for a second and and I'm taking JD out of the mix because I know you know he's sort of your de facto Longhorn teammate so I'm kind of taking Jonathan out of the mix for a second if not JD who is the other Eldora favorite other than you who are the other three or four guys when Kyle Larson and Kevin Rumley roll into Eldora this weekend who are those three or four guys that you're like, yeah, I, I got to pay attention to these guys. These are the guys I got to beat. In Kyle Larson's mind, who are they, excluding Jonathan Davenport? <laughs> yeah, obviously Jonathan Davenport. Yeah. But um, I would say, I would say, for me going there, probably Tim McCready. Um, you know, he doesn't do anything flashy ever, but I think that's that's good for for long races, and you know, he's gonna have the right side of his car on it. Um, and then a guy who's opposite of that is Kyle Strickler, um, <laughs> where he's, he's super fast at Eldora. Um, but he's, he's also wild and, and I, I could see, you know, where, where things could happen or, you know, it seems like they've had a lot of part malfunctions and all the 20 some teams he's ran for this year. Um, but. I would say those two guys, obviously, you know, Brandon Shepard, although he hasn't been like the greatest on speed this year, I think you can never count him out. Um, and then I think, I think, and maybe he's a sleeper in my eyes, but maybe not to you guys, but Dale McDowell is always up front at Eldora um, late in the race. So I think he's also a guy kind of got to look out for Derek I think Kyle just gave better analysis of the dream than you've ever given he's only been in late model racing a year Derek (laughs) kind of throwing Cheppy under the bus there saying he's slow but (laughs) we'll we'll forgive him Uh, but uh Kyle I gotta ask you you're hot right now you're winning all these NASCAR races but how's it gonna feel to be the second most popular guy at Eldora behind Scott Bloomquist (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh I don't know um I'd like to I'd like to compare t-shirt sales at the end of the week and see who's, who's more popular, but, um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to, you know, Scott Bloomquist is, I mean, the goat of late model racing. Um, so yeah, to be able to compete with him still and, and yeah, compete. I mean, I, I never thought that I would get the chance to race with Scott Bloomquist. Um, so yeah, to be out there and racing Eldora with him, hopefully battling for a win will be, will be uh, fun. You've raced Eldora before, but these are more short sprint races, you know, 25, 30 laps. Is there any idea or what it's going to be like to race 100 laps on a half mile? I know you're used to like 600-mile races, but this is a little <laughs> different because I feel like you got to be speed the whole entire 100 laps. 
Yeah. Um, I've, well, I ran that truck race at Eldora, which I mean, it doesn't help anything, but it was a long race. Um, but I've ran, I've ran some, you know, long midget races, some long silver crown races. So I kind of have a understanding of, of, you know, managing your pace and stuff on a, on a dirt track for a hundred laps. But I feel like the tire stuff is different, um, between, you know, midgets and, and silver crown cars, uh, where at least with my experience in late models so far, like there's times when I'm out there riding around, you know, and not feeling like I'm abusing my stuff. And then I come in and my tires are blistered as could be and, and all that. So, I feel like you almost have to manage your stuff even more than you would, um, in those cars. But, um, that's all stuff that I'm still learning and trying to learn fast. And that way I can you know, be good. So, um, you know, I, I ran the, the dirt track world championship, but not really. So I didn't get that <laughs> much experience there. And, uh, hopefully, Hopefully I can get a lot of laps here at El Tor and, and figure things out fast. So when we look at the history bo- books in U.S. history in eighth grade, when kids are going up in the school, maybe in like 30 years, 2020 is the year that Kyle Larson brought sprint car open wheel fans and dirt late model fans together. They always have been separate. They always seem one side's cooler than the other, but you brought them together, I feel like, along with Flo, but it seems like more sprint car guys are paying attention to late models and vice versa. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, for sure. It's, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to follow all racing and that's probably why I didn't follow late model racing a lot because there's so much stuff you can watch for sprint cars. But I think now with, with me kind of crossing over and doing both and having success so far in, in both, um, it gets fans excited. I, I, I have a big fan base. So I think a lot of people just tune into whatever I'm racing, uh, which is cool, but I think the same with me, you know, I'm, I'm learning late model racing in over the past year. And I think a lot of the sprint car fans are now too, you know, more involved and learning about who other drivers are and stuff and becoming a fan of it. And I think (laughs) at least because I am a huge fan of how much quicker the nights are, uh, in late (laughs) model racing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to kind of bring that crossover to, to both late model and sprint cars. And now that I'm back cup racing, trying to get some fans back watching that as well. Last couple of things, Kyle, cause I know you got a busy schedule and you're on the road. I'm going to circle back to the dirt late model dream for a second. What is the meanest thing a dirt late model fan has ever said to you? Besides me, besides Derek shit talking you all the time, Kyle, <laughs> what is the meanest thing a late model fan has ever said? <laughs> uh, there hasn't, there hasn't, I mean, to my face, I know there's a lot of like keyboard people, but that's that's just normal. Um, I don't know, nothing, nothing. Like all late model fans have been great to me, and and I've really, like I said, I've really enjoyed coming over to the late model world because it's a total different fan base than I've gotten to be in front of. Um, different different types of people. I'm going to new racetracks that I've never been to. So it's like I'm I'm tapping into a world that that I've never been in front of, and, and everybody's been really accepting, and I think really excited to to see me and see how I do in a late model. Obviously, there's there's fans that you know, want to see you do bad, so they can say that 
late model drivers are the greatest in the world. But um, I think, you know, I get the chance to race with a lot of race car drivers and, and the good ones are all good at what they do. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, who's better than who or what, what class of car is better. But um, no, it's, the fans have been great. The fans in all, all rates. I mean, the sprint car fans are great. Late model fans are great. NASCAR fans are great. Um, and now hopefully they're just fans of all types of racing. Last question I've got for you. You know, we've talked about Kevin Rumley a lot when we talk about Kyle Larson. It's hard to dissociate you from Kevin Rumley because you've been in that car. We all know how smart Kevin Rumley is, right? That magical 2015 season with Jonathan Davenport. Kevin's just a brilliant guy. But having been in the room with him, Kyle, and worked with him, can you tell us how smart he is? Because I think we think we know, but but how smart is Kevin in the, in the work you've done with him so far? Well, well, I'm not smart, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Pretty much 100 percent of the time, um, and there's there's these cars are so much so much more complicated than the other cars that I race that. Yeah, like I, he speaks a different language when I hear him talking to other people. Um, and and I, I don't know anything about any race car I drive, so I don't get involved in asking him and picking his brain on things. I just I just tell him if I'm loose or if I'm tight, and then he doesn't even really tell me what he's doing because he knows I don't know <laughs> what he's talking about. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously really, really smart, and, and I feel like we work well together really well together um yeah he's just yeah i i've been very lucky to be with a lot of great crew chiefs you know paul silva keith coons um you know cliff daniels right now and, and cup and, and kevin rumley they're all they all have like the same work ethic and and you know their brains work the same way but their personalities are all different but i feel like i'm an easygoing guy and i can get along with anybody and work really well with anyone and and I think crew chiefs too, they, they, they like having me as a driver because I don't know anything and <laughs> you know, they can do, they can do their job and they know that I'm going to go out there and give a hundred percent each lap and not have a, you know, preconceived kind of thought of how my car is going to drive. I can just go out there and run hard and come in and tell them, you know, what I feel and they can adjust from there. One last note, I, I'm being told that you're doing one lap, one beer with Derek Kessinger at the Dream. I, I don't know, Kyle, he, he can literally drink 30 beers and be unfazed at all as if he's not even had one. Are you really ready? Eldora's a half mile, Kyle. Are you are you prepared for this segment with Derek? Well, well I, I don't like beer, um, but I'll, I'll, probably mix a, I'll probably mix a Captain and Coke or something and, and – uh, yeah, I'll I'll be fine, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll take it easy on you. Don't I, worry. <laughs> yeah, I, late model late model fans have the reputation of being you know, these these big drinkers and stuff, but I've I've yet to really see it. Oh. I've only been you know, to a few a few you know parties and stuff, but I mean, if you can say Derek can drink a lot and be unfazed i i think i'm just gonna have to see it firsthand this is a challenge it sounds like <laughs> this mean, sounds like a challenge i Derek. love it he accepted my challenge last year at port royal beating sheppy this will be my challenge he gives me so we're good <laughs> challenging you to drinking is not exactly a challenge i don't know if kyle knows this or not this is just an everyday activity for you not so every day. 
the uh, the four day dirt late model dream is this weekend, and a guy I have deemed a top two favorite, other than Jonathan Davenport in the event. Kyle Larson will be there all four nights. Kyle, I really appreciate it. I still do want to have you on the Rigsby Report on the podcast at some point. Really dive into your career. We'll get to that at some point. But thanks for doing this. I know your travel schedule right now is absolutely wild. We really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you at Eldora, man. Yeah, thanks, and thank you guys for what you do for the sport of dirt track racing and, and late models especially. Quick set of commercial breaks, and we'll be back with Kevin Kovac for his notes section, Dream Edition, after this. If you want to be remembered, you got to do more than just win. You got to get them out of their seats. You got to give them the slide job, cushion pounding, no holds barred racing they paid to see. This is dirt track. That means pushing it to the edge and laying it all on the line. Yeah, you might wreck. We'll help you get back out there so they can watch you try it again and again. See, dirt track is a sport of the people, and only they decide if you're to be remembered. It's your job to take risks and make sure you're memorable. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. Dirt Track Fantasy Racing is here with Dirt Draft. With action from the hottest drivers across all major dirt series, put your knowledge to the test with Dirt Draft. Sign up, draft your team, and redeem points for hundreds of different prizes. And for the first time ever, you can be crowned an official series fantasy champion. You can't play all season if you don't play today. To play, just go to DirtDraft.com or download the Dirt Draft app today. Become a fantasy racing champion. Are you looking for the best race shirts on the planet? Impact Race Gear has you covered. With first-class artwork and state-of-the-art screen printing equipment, we service the entire racing industry from dirt late models, sprint cars, modifieds, to asphalt and drag racing. For shirts your fans and sponsors will love and deserve, be sure to call on Impact Race Gear for your next project. Visit our website at impactracegear.com or call 1-877-743-8337. We make it easy to get the best race shirts on the planet. I have showed this on the show before, but after talking with Todd earlier about just the staggering amount of money on the line this weekend for the Dream, I don't think Eldora is getting enough credit um, I've said it before. This is the first advertisement for the Dirt Late Model Dream. This is how big of a deal it was. Uh, this was in Mid-American back in 1994. Dustin, throw this up there. I took this picture out of a scrapbook, so sorry it's not better quality. Derek, it was a full-page ad in Mid-American. Come see me at Eldor. It's a Dirt Late Model Dreaming, Derek. What, what will the driver buy? $100,000, more tires and engines. The two-day dirt late model dream, June 3rd and 4th. How cool in 1994, Derek, is an ad? 26 years, 26, 27 years ago. How cool is that? First and foremost, whoever drew that late model, kudos. That looks great. <laughs> the it's eyes, tremendous. the sleepy Come eyes. Come see me at Eldora stuff. Speedway. I feel like that's just a vintage Eldora ad wherever you got that. It's, uh, it's pretty cool how... That event where, like Todd says, that guys weren't really thinking it was going to happen. Yeah. And it was kind of just a little far-fetched, and that's happened. Then we had the million, and then this week, oh, my goodness. It, 
A lot of money that people aren't really paying attention to, but I think they will. That Don't worry. It's going to happen. Original Dirt Late Model Dream ad in Mid-American in 1994. <laughs> uh, when the $100,000 announcement was made, uh, this was the reaction. You know, this is how Earl and Bernice Baltus were promoting it, you know, with this, like, what would guys do? Tires, engines, all that. It just, I don't know. I just wanted to show that because I thought it was really, I thought it was really cool, and it's one of my favorite pages inside my enormously nerdy scrapbook, Derek, that I have over there. Yeah. Kevin Kovac Memorial notes time and this will certainly have a dream tint and a dream addition to it from kevin who joins us now not only in the integra shocks and springs hotline but i believe we can see kevin's face can we not dustin can i see him there he is sporty (laughs) oh he has got the polo look at him his shirt and everything fancy shirt there kovac Uh, can i hear him or not kevin can can i hear you i cannot Uh oh is kevin muted Oh, no. I can see his lips moving, but I can't hear him. DMAC, do we have any solutions over there? I like they just let Kevin keep talking. Kevin, I may have to call you and we may have to do traditional phone here in a second. If I will let DMAC, DMAC matriculate on this for a second over there. How about now, Kevin? No, I, I don't have him now either. <laughs> just. Uh, all Got right. the shirt on, looking fancy. I know. Let me just call him. I was so excited to see his face. DMAC, what did you do over there? I don't know what I did. Kevin, can you hear us now? Check. We're not getting his feed, so it's a routing thing that is on the TriCatcher that is not. All correct. right. Let me just call him. I'll just if do traditional guess. phone interview. I'll dial his phone up. Hang on. Lou, you can even hear the numbers, me dialing. Should I give Kovac's number out online? No one will call him, right? I mean, will anyone call Kovac if I gave his number out? Only ladies. Didn't you make that mistake? What's that? I said, didn't you make that mistake? Yeah, but I mean, I'm, you know, international superstar Michael Rigsby. So, I mean, you're never going to get this. All right, here I am. I am so sorry, Kevin. You know, Dustin McCarty should be fired for this yeah. this situation today. I don't know what's happened. I've never had any problems with the with the headphones, so it's uh. not. It's it's a routing situation from from late model night in America. Either way, we can hear your voice now. Kevin, just hit it with us. Unload the dream notebook for us. Start riffing on things for Eldora this weekend. I just got well, just one mention though. I wanted to just mention I love the I love the scrapbook. I love the Michael Rigsby scrapbook. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. I could uh, I, I love it. It's it's nerdy, but man, I'm, I got a few of those kind of things at yes. home too. You know, yes. all, the, <laughs> all the old old scrapbook stuff. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I just you just look through the the list of drivers going to be there at El, at Eldora this weekend and or next weekend and um uh and, and I and I just pick out a couple names and I see a couple. I mean, I see Daryl Lanigan's one. I mean, he obviously he just won on Sunday. Uh, he looked really good in that club 29 car, which of his old cars now owned by Randy Thompson that he's driving, but he said, he's not sure what he's driving this weekend. He might, there's talk that he has a Longhorn, but there's been no confirmation from him. And he said, he's going to make that decision in a little while. Uh, another guy who was at Eldora on Sunday with a brand new Longhorn, was Jeep Fan Wormer. He's like the perennial Eldora guy. He's like everybody's it wouldn't be Eldora without Jeep Fan Wormer there. And uh and he debuted the new car and that's what he plans to run in the dreams. Uh it will be notable about Jeep. He hasn't been in he hasn't made qualified for uh finale at one of the crown jewels since twenty seventeen world when he finished twenty uh twenty third in that race. So 
he's got to break like a little four-year, almost four-year drought uh, to get in one of those races. Let's see if he can do it with the uh, with the Longhorn. Um, uh, message last night, uh, Zach Dome checking uh, what he's up to, and uh, I wanted actually I wanted to see if he was going to go to the West Virginia race, but he wasn't, and uh, he only has one motor. He says so, but he he's putting everything on the line here for the uh, for the dreams. I mean, one motor going into it, it, it might not. Uh, hopefully he's hoping for the best that everything holds together well and he can make it through and, and do four days of the dream, which is pretty darn grueling. I think everybody would, would, uh, understand. Um, another note here, I guess, uh, you know, Kyle Strickler, he ran the, the Eldora Johnny Appleseed classic on on Sunday, last Sunday. And he looked pretty good with that, with that team zero car that he now has. And, and he moved up, he was in contention up the third, and then he saw smoke and he pulled right off and, and he actually blew a lower radiator hose in that race. And that looks like, and it melted down the motor. So that's uh. not a good situation, kind of everything else. Uh, another bad thing for him happening. And it doesn't look like he was, uh, when I would talk to him uh, or message him last week uh, or, or last night, he had, uh, would been, would have been Tuesday or Wednesday. He had said he wasn't sure if he was running with the outlaw races uh, because of it, but he was looking to make sure he was going to get Del Dora for the dreams. Uh, another guy who is a this is an interesting one who's going to be there for the first time ever uh, for the for any of the crown jewel races and any super late model race uh, period is Max Blair. Yeah. Uh, if you notice that, I mean, he's uh, going to be where he's now with the Viper Motorsports team. He has a little uh, stretch off with uh, ULMS uh, during the Dream Weekend, so he's running that. Actually, he was he was planning to run the Outlaw races in Indiana also. Uh, uh, leading into the dream. So uh, that's a, that's a cool one. He, he ran a crate car there one time, he said, and he didn't last very long. I think he crashed in that. So he doesn't have many laps at Eldora, but that's a, a, a neat name. It's a, it's a race. It's a driver that has so many wins and, but a lot of the Midwest people have not really ever seen him race. So uh, it'll, it'll be neat to see Max Blair there. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, uh, for sure. Kevin, don't you anticipate, uh, before we get to your winner, just an Eldora madhouse this weekend. Uh, Dustin said he's predicting the biggest dream crowd ever. It just feels like it's going to be a madhouse this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, I would agree with uh, with Dustin on that one. Uh, when you look at the dream, I mean, there's it's always a big crowd. One of the biggest crowds in dirt late model racing all year, but it's not filled all the way to the bottom in those corner grant, you know, bleachers and everything. So like, like the world 100 is, and I can imagine this time it's going to be, people are going to be pumped. I mean, it's, yeah, you got, you got two years of waiting here almost uh, since the last world 100 that, that fans were at. And, uh, you know, obviously two since the dream. Uh, I, I think people will be pumped up for this one and they're going to be wanting to get there. Uh, let's, uh, let's just hope though. One thing I want to just hope about, like, since the fans are going to be back and it's going to be everyone coming, you know, like us uh, filling that place up. Let's not hope. Let's hope it's not like these, you know, you've seen these NBA games lately. I mean, I think people, people are throwing things. <laughs> I mean, God, there was a guy ran on the court in the, you know, in the Washington Philadelphia game, got to get tackled by a security guard, people spitting, people throwing water bottles. It's like they forgot how to act in the, uh, in a, uh, 
you know, in a full house of people. So let's just hope that everybody doesn't drink too many toilet waters and, and beers and stuff and this is keep like everybody calm a little bit. Derek circa, you know, 2016 at the PDC is what we're talking about here, oh, okay. Kevin. That kind of Kovac behavior, had, right? Is story there... time with Kovac, <laughs> yeah. guys. Kovac. We do not need anybody falling off any the gators driving around <laughs> the, the, the grounds or, or falling off of coolers when they're trying to get a better view of the, of the party going on. Let, let's just keep everybody calm. We Co- don't need to have that. Kovac, before you make your picks, no one's had the guts enough to pick the same winner for two nights. Let me just go ahead and make this prediction right now. I think Kyle Larson's going to win both dreams. I think Kyle Larson is going to win both Dirt Late Model Dreams. There. I said it on air. Larson sweeps wins both. Kevin Kovac, who are your winners? Oh, God. You just love Kyle Larson. (laughs) Suck it, Kevin. (laughs) Suck it. Yeah, right. Exactly, right? Uh, I would not – that's not out of the realm of possibility or no doubt about that. I'm not going that way, though. I'm I'm going – I'm keeping it in the total late model family here. I I think – I'm not sure which day these guys are going to win. I think it's going to be two different winners. I think Brandon Overton wins one, and I think Chris Madden wins one. I think this is the time for Chris Madden to finally win one of the, a big race at Eldora. He's won a prelim, but he's never won one of the big ones. I talked to him at, uh, at, uh, at Port Royal two weeks ago when he uh, uh, you know, won there. He swept the weekend there. And just asked him a little bit about Eldora, and he says, I'm just going in there calm. I'm not going to let anything, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get over, uh, you know, crazed about it and, and let everything happen as it is. And I, I think like with two races, I think he's going to get the good luck in one of them. Maybe the first night he doesn't win on Thursday, maybe he wins Saturday's race, but I think Chris Madden gets one. I think the same with Brandon Overton. He was really good last year in those uh, races that, uh, you know, the intercontinental and the stream. And I think he puts it together and wins one of them also. So we're going to get two Southern guys in victory lane this, uh, this weekend. Kevin, I'll make sure to fire Dustin as soon as the show's over. I'm sorry we didn't get to see your beautiful face on screen. Okay, <laughs> Dustin, do you have any? Hey, wait, do you have anything whoa, whoa. you'd like to say? We s- still saw his face. We just couldn't hear him. Mm, that's not the same. Uh, this, uh, this still, is, still love you, Dustin. This you is insubordination, and I, I will handle it for you. Okay, <laughs> Kevin. I know you. The big Kevin's got a big Kevin's a diva. Did Mac? You know yeah. you got to handle him just right. So we appreciate it, Kevin. I'll see you at the dream. Okay. Okay, we're looking forward to it. All right, thanks, All right. buddy. Uh, Derek, the dream obviously this weekend is the headliner. I know we have some other on-demand stuff this weekend. What else do we have that we will have highlights of on Dirt on Dirt? Well, obviously weekend? full highlights and recap for both prelims, both features, top ten yeah. on the finale night. Uh, the Love Tunnel Origins. Ooh, Looking that's forward to that because Ooh, some people tunnel. might not think what it actually means. That's how it did not come. There wasn't. We'll get into that later, but uh, people are going to find out why the love tunnel is called yes, the love tunnel. Yes. Okay, yes, not like what some most people might think. Is the people were having sex in the tunnel, maybe. <laughs> yes, okay. We, we can use sex on the internet. Yeah, we, we can, can say, say sex. We can say shit. We can say hell. Okay. We can say damn. We can say a lot of uh, things. Uh, Tony Stewart piece. I believe that we're going to go around on the tractor with him, watch him do a little yes. track prep. One of my favorite things is we're going to have maybe Scott Bloomquist and Tony Stewart a little, little one-on-one here. interview. Yep. That'll be great. We're actually following Scott Bloomquist the first two nights, full feature on him. Maybe we can get that Bloomer magic back at Eldora. We're hoping and praying that some shenanigans happens with that. Um, I was actually asking, by the way, I was, I was more curious about, this is a great dream, what other on-demand highlights we have on Dirt on Dirt is what I was asking oh, you well, about. well, I mean, <laughs> ah, but this we got is SAS, this is Race good Weekends, and we have Ultimate at Friendship, so okay, those are the three. Lighter weekend because Lighter weekend because everybody's at Eldora also. We got the Essex DJ where you live in, their famous calls. I think that will yes. be phenomenal content. Yep. One lap, one beer with my nemesis. I think this is the time we finally hug it out, me and Larson. 
He's not going to drink beer probably, but maybe we can have him have a sip of that. And then we're all <laughs> also going to have fans are back video at some point. Yeah. They're going to be jacked up, juiced up, and like Kovac says, please behave accordingly. <sighs> that goes for you too, doing one lap. Because fans can go in the pits here. That's what kind of they're like yes. in the locker room. Yes, <laughs> uh, we look forward to all of that. We'll have a full listing of our our dream coverage in that dream index, Flow Racing Live, and tons of content on Flow Racing as well as always. Uh, our editorial team will be there covering everything with live updates, breaking news, and everything else as well. Don't forget, DMAC, throw that up there. The dream will be live. If you want to watch it, only one place to do it. All four nights at Flow Racing, June 9th through the 12th. This Wednesday, Derek, every single lap live. One lap, one beer. Don't kill Larson. Can you not kill him for me? Can you <laughs> I just... might, if he wins that first one on Thursday, and we're doing this Friday, and I look, it looks like that he could win both and sweep. I might have to get him, get him, right. a little, get him wild yeah. off his game a little bit. Thank you for everybody joining us on the Media Roundtable for the 14th year in a row to preview a major Eldora event. We'll be back with that in September. And also keep in mind, the Summer Nationals start for Derek in basically a week. So once the Summer Nationals kick in and all that summer racing kicks in, there'll be less video casts and Rigsby reports during the summer because we will be out covering races across America. That will start to kick up again in late August. Derek, it's June already. It's hard to believe, right? We sit through a pandemic here and now we're busting halfway through this season already it's impossible to believe yeah it's great zillion races coming up <laughs> crown jewel season dirt late model dreams kicking it off this week and then all of a sudden we'll be at the world 100 at knoxville nationals it's just crazy how fast time goes during the summer months we appreciate everybody joining us on the media roundtable thank you for watching and listening and watch flow racing this weekend live for every lap of the dirt late model dreams and keep it locked to DOD for all your news as well. DMAC, I think you're playing us out on a video, aren't you? Yeah. Make, the, uh, make up for the Kovac. Make up for the Kovac snafu, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see it this weekend at Eldora, guys.